Welcome along to 98 Night Out, the cricket podcast. Remember to give this show a like and subscribe. Tell your friends, spread the word. Today, I'm talking to Essex fast bowler, Jamie Porter. Jamie, brilliant to see you. Um, you must be uh, unwinding after a, a long, hard season with Essex cricket. Yeah, yeah, we've had kind of a busy first week off with all the kind of end of season dues and whatever wrapping up. But yeah, I feel like the the relaxation starts today. Yeah, very well. Well, I've got to congratulate you on getting an award, um, best bowler of the year. I can remember you as a very fresh faced youngster at an awards night where I was sat front and centre. And I think what was the first award you got? Was it second eleven or was it young player of the year? What was what was the first one you got? I think it was second eleven player of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would have, yeah, 2014, I think that was, yeah. Yeah, that was on a night where there was a competition amongst all the boys to see who could be the most drunk on the night, from what I remember. I think it was yeah. when Dave's got up and actually couldn't yeah. speak. <laughs> Graham maybe won that one, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but congratulations anyway. But a brilliant season, 57 wickets. Um, you say you're back to your best? Yeah, I think this is the... The best I've bowled, you know, like across the season, my whole career, I I feel. I feel like at this stage now, I've become the most complete package I can see myself becoming in terms of I feel like I've become a lot more versatile. You know, I've had to do it playing on wickets that are a lot less helpful than, than maybe I have done in the past where I potentially have, you know, better statistical seasons. But but I feel like, yeah, you know, it's, probably, it's certainly the most proud I've been of, of my personal performance. Yeah, I think um, there's a few fans on social media grumbling like they always do. But I think if you'd have said to everyone at Essex 12 months ago, for 2023, you'll get runners-up in the Champo uh, and you'll be at finals day and lose out in the final narrowly, you would have snapped the hand off. So I don't see what people are complaining about. Yeah, well, the, thing I, the way I see it is you want to compete every season. And the reality is, if you're a side that competes, you, someone's someone's going to lose, you know. And we've been very fortunate that that's actually the first time we've, you know, the T20 last summer at the finals they won it, the championship. It's the first time we've come second in my career. So, you know, I think so. You know, they say you've got to lose one to win one. I think you know we've been very fortunate. We this group of players never had to lose one, but. Mm. Um, you know, like it might be a good thing. It, it's, you know, it gives us some new tools to take forward. People forget. So I'm, I'm old enough, way older than you. So, so I, when I first started going to Essex, it was in the seventies when Keith Fletcher was captain, and as you said, that fantastic run in the seventies and early eighties, and then there was the fallow period, which people seem to have forgotten about, and then the last six, seven years back on the, you know back on the game, winning things, you know, Champo twice, T20 in 2019, and, you know, being front and centre of everything that's going on in the county championship or the county scene. Um, I think at the stage Essex are currently at, I think it's just a case of really, you know, they are good enough and they are, as you say, competing. And, um, you know, I look forward to next year of, of, of more of the same. Yeah, I think, you know, you look at the modern day game as well, like, it's the test match. Everything's stacked up in the favour of the test match grounds. 
So for us to have built, like for the club to build a squad that can go and compete with those and, you know, you say compete with those really Surrey and Hampshire in the championship that we're competing with. So we're, we're far exceeding the other ones or have done in recent years. So I think, you know, that's, that's a real credit to, to us and, you know, you, you hope it continues. You know, the future of cricket doesn't does look relatively bleak for the non-test match grounds. But, you know, I, I like to think that we can be the exception. Well, when you look at who won everything this year, I mean, if you if Essex had won the Champo, um, Somerset won the Blast, and then very unfashionable Leicestershire won the One Day Cup. So, you know, where were these big counties and all of these things? You know, it was, it was nearly, very, very nearly a clean sweep. I still think Essex were desperately unlucky in the end. It was just weather and bad luck were probably stopped them winning the championship. Well, I think if it wasn't for the weather, we'd have gone into Northampton being top of the league. Because yeah. um, we would, you'd like to think we'd have beat Surrey at home um, if we hadn't lost the day's play. So that would have been a big swing. I think we'd have beat Hampshire. I think, you know, we really rolled the dice. And I, I I think it was a right move to roll the dice. I think more times than not, we win that. Um, but, you know, like we wouldn't have been forced to do that if, if it hadn't rained for, you know, three, we hadn't lost three quarters of a day's play. We'd have, you know, we'd have batted for another 100, potentially even 150 runs and had a whole day to bowl at them. So... You know, that's yeah, but that's the way it goes. You know, we've had a lot we've been on the right side of a lot of it in the past. So you know, inevitably sometimes you are gonna be on the wrong side of it. Yeah. Um I suppose you're sort of falling into the uh bracket of being one of the senior players in the squad. Um you've been around actually longer than I, I thought when I sort of actually did check. Um fast bowling is hard on the body. Have you made adjustments in your technique um, since sort of your early days of, of coming on the scene with, with, with Chingford and you were at Five Saronians originally, weren't you? Yeah, back yeah. there now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's more my approach has changed a lot. It's trying to box a bit smarter now. So spending that little bit more time on, on the areas that need it, not trying to, you know, lift the world every gym session just trying to listen to my body, you know, trying to, you know, build that base and, and peak at the right time kind of in the off season with my gym stuff rather than, you know, in the past of like hit personal best numbers at Christmas and what good's that, you know, by yeah. March, like I'm a wreck because I've just gone too hard. So, you know, so I've learned, learned a little bit and, you know, even just preparation for games, knowing when I need to bowl, you know, when I don't need to bowl and being a bit smart with that. It is a very fit squad. I think fitness for for a long time now has been very high on the Essex approach to the game. <clears throat> and um, it starts quite early. Is it November that you're back um, in pre-season? Yeah, so November we'll be back in and we'll literally just be running and gymming. Um, pretty much it, yeah. A bit of, <laughs> yeah there'll be a bit of uh, maintenance on the body. We'll get a bit of TLC in between that. And, yeah. You know, yoga and mobility sessions and whatever, but that will be... Yeah, pretty much that'll be what it is. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for that. But, no, Tell me the be... difference. You, you were involved with England um, for a couple of years. Um, 
just explain to me what it's like to, you know, you, you have your step up from club cricket to county cricket. What's the step up like going from county to national level? Um, obviously, I don't know the step up in playing. You know, I've yeah. got half an idea having played Lions um, a lot, you know, in England and overseas. And, you know, I'd say like, you know, touring India and playing against the sides that they put out, that is as close to international cricket as you'll ever get without having it. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just the environment. It's you go from an environment where it's a lot more self-driven to an environment where you literally have everything you need. So, I mean, I'm sure they'd, they'd even wipe your backside if you needed it. Like <laughs> it's, you know, the, the, the amount of bodies it is all, there is so, someone for everything and everything is so that you can perform. So, you know, that's, it's, it's a pretty cool environment to be a part of. And, you know, it, it's just, yeah, I'd say it's just the environment is another level. Hmm. Uh, and boring question. Um, you're sort of growing up, who were your cricketing heroes and, uh, you know, currently who are those that you rate highest in the game? Uh, so Flintoff was number one growing up. Uh, I saw him in 2005. And then obviously Jimmy um, and Brody, though those two watching them kind of as, you know, before I came into the game and as I was coming into the game and then, you know, sharing a dressing room with them and playing against them has been probably one of the, the, the highlights of my <laughs> yeah it's brilliant like you know being able to talk bowling with them and just watch them train bowl alongside them in the nets was that's that's pretty cool and then playing against them and you know i'll never forget first time i played against jimmy he knocked my off pole out and i was trying not to smile as i walked off I was like, <laughs> if you're gonna get out by if, you, if you're gonna get bowled by anyone might as well be a hero <laughs> yeah so, right yeah <laughs> I think I was, uh, I was uh, 21 when that happened, so it was, yeah, a pretty cool moment. Um, so, yeah, weirdly enough, I don't think I've ever actually got him out on the turn, so I might have to... Still time. Yeah, exactly. I bowled it for a couple of times, so... A word also about um, one of the unique points of Chelmsford um, is the fans. Now, every time I've been down there, whether it's particularly with championship games, uh, I mean, obviously, T20 Blast, we know all about that. It sells out and, you know, it's a, it's a big Friday night out down the club. But there have been some decent crowds, more than decent, turning up for, for, for championship games. Have you got a few words to say about the fans and the support? Absolutely, yeah. Like, I think it's the people that make the ground. Like, the grounds, if we're being honest, it's not very nice. No. But there's something about it that I love. No, I love playing at home in a championship game. Love it. And I think it is the people because... You know, I'm seeing the same faces every week. And a lot of these, there are a lot of people that travel away as well. Um, and, you know, they become a part of your kind of journey as an Essex player as well. Like like even you, you know, I met you as a kind of like a supporter as well, weren't you? I know you've been yeah. more involved with that, but, but, you know, what was that, 10 years ago? So, you know, I've made a lot of friends just through being a player at the club, you know, just from being involved at the club, so... They they mean a lot, and I know it's like anything. You get some that the armor's nice, you know. I've had the the unkind kind side of it as well on social media, but they I've noticed they're the one the ones that say that like to have a go on social media. I've funnily enough never seen at the ground. No, so you know they like to give it all the talk, but they you know they they're never actually paying the ticket price to come and watch. So yeah, but 
no, it, we've, we're very lucky. We've got a great fan base and a, you know, great people that come and watch us. And what I've noticed as well is that um, you and the guys are very, very good at interacting with the fans and, you know, shaking, whether it's shaking hands or posing for a selfie or just, just having a chat. And I think that really goes a long way to making people, you know, the whole thing feel like one great big family. Well, I think that's that's kind of what it is, isn't it? Like, you know, it's a long summer, they're long days, but, you know, like, yeah, I walk past the same people every day at a home game by the stairs and uh, it just gets to the point where it'd be rude not to stop and have a chat, you know, like these people are there, they support you, they never say anything negative, you know, even when I bowl an absolute pile of garbage, uh, you know, they clap me up the stairs, I'm like, what are you clapping for? I was rubbish, but... You know, like it's so, you know, they're, they're just good people and it's it's nice to to be involved, you know, with people like that. Yeah, no, it is good. Um, and, and there are a lot of fans that have been going there for a long time, um, you know, uh, and I, I think it is really good. It's, it's really important to, to develop that whole feeling both on and off the field of being part of the club um, and, and what Essex means to so many people as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's... That's our, you know, that's the direction I can see the club going in as well. I think the club, as a whole, really do value the people that that come through the door every week, and and you know, you know, things like the end of season awards night, you do see it like it's a chance to integrate with people that, you know, you don't necessarily get to sit down and have a drink with and kind of you know, be a bit more of a normal person rather than that guy yeah. in Essex kits. So, so yeah, it's yeah, it's it's good fun. <laughs> and please tell me that the. Uh... Bus celebrations are still going on. I know they used to be posted on social media a few years back, yeah. but um, yeah, tell me they still carry on. Yeah, they've calmed down a little bit. Oh, um, really? We had a good one from Blackpool to Edgebaston because we won pretty much the last ball of the day at Blackpool and then drove to Edgebaston for finals day. So that was a, we had a good, that was. <laughs> Very good afternoon, uh, well, evening. Um, yeah. Well, it was about three and a half, four hour drive. So that was, that was good fun. Brilliant. Brilliant. Now, you're a big West Ham fan. And um, back in Europe, you're not missing Declan Rice. But I noticed they've set a record. Did you see that record? They are now the first English team to go 17 games unbeaten in Europe. Yeah. I, people keep saying to me about. Kind of, you know, us being in Europe but finishing where you got our, our record in Europa. Yeah. Since with that, like, if you take out qualifying, because whenever we've had to qualify for the main tournament, we've been horrendous and not not got in. But our record in Europa and obviously over conference has been unbelievable. Like, we finished semi finalists in a good game against uh, uh, Greek, um, Greek team, German team, uh, Frankfurt. All and right, then yeah. winning the following year in the Conference League. And then this year, uh, we just look so at ease. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been a great journey. You're going to retain it, aren't you? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Phoenix FM is based in the Brentwood Centre. Um, and I mentioned on the show last week that it was very busy with uh, fans arriving for the snooker. The English Open um, has been going on at the Brentwood Centre. And... Uh, yeah. You were spotted down there enjoying some snooker. Yeah, I was there yesterday. Um, yeah, it was a it was a good day. It was my first time there actually, so it should be bizarre. Judd Trump, literally, yeah, Judd Trump, Matt Selt. So, yeah, I went to watch that. Actually, I was actually supporting Matt Selt, but 
Oh. Unfortunately, the result. He lives go. near you, doesn't he? Right. Yeah, I think so. I've seen him uh, quite a lot. Like when I walk the dog and that, and then you know, you say, "Yeah, you recognise him." Like, oh, <laughs> the reason to support someone then. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's always like I, I think it's nice if you're going to get into it. Like, it's nice to have someone in particular that you, you know, I enjoy watching him play. And obviously, <laughs> knowing that he's local, it's it's just a reason to to follow him and. Um, and yeah, and, and, you know, try and give some support. Um, Snooker was a big thing when I was when I was growing up, and it was sort of massive with um, Jimmy Wyatt and Steve Davis and Alex Higgins and all of that. Um, it seems to be getting popular again, though. I think you know the, the, the numbers that turn up for these tournaments, and I think it's a great the, the format of these is really good. You have got four tables there, um, best of seven. It's very quick fire uh, and exciting to watch. Yeah, I think it's. Um... It's one of those like when when the, I think if you play if you play the game and then you go and watch these guys when they get half a chance what they can do, it's just unbelievable. Like it's so hard to be at. Like I can tell you how hard it is to do. Like watch Trump knocking. Over, I think it was a one three five break yesterday, and they just mopped up the balls. when given half a chance, and it's it's something that. But I could only dream of being able to do that. You know, I'd be happy with, you know, just a half century break. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, so I just think I've got so much appreciation for, for what they can do. Yeah, the, it's the cue ball control that always gets me that, you know, they'll put a ball and then the cue ball will travel around the table and end up like exactly where it needs to be. Just, just I don't know. Well, that, I think that's the, the main skill. Like, Obviously, the ability to pop was it thirty six balls is what what you know what they do on, on quite a few occasions. But the ability to put that cue ball in position to be able to do that every time is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Do you play a bit yourself? Yeah, I do. I play kind of as much as I can. You know, was was golf still is a little bit golf, but kind of since Ellie's been born, it's been. You know, golf's you know, it's a five hour day, so it's not as easy to, to squeeze in. So snooker's kind of taken over and it's also like if I'm gonna play, I can actually go and practice for an hour as well. And so you know, I'm 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 playing quite a lot at the moment and my cues come on a few away trips as well and play in the evening and it's just you know, it's nice, it's relaxing and yeah, you know, I've always I've always enjoyed playing. I'll have to give you a game one night. Yeah, I'm, I'm always keen. I'm not, I'm not, I, I used to play loads when I was younger, and I've not played for a long time. But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely up for uh, for taking you on. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have a forfeit for whoever wins or loses. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jamie, I'll let you crack on. Um, lovely to have you on, and uh, great to talk to you. Um, rest up well, and looking forward to you and knocking them all over in 2024. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it.